Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today, and how blessed we are to be able to have this opportunity every day to come together and open up God's Word, study a little bit more, learn a little bit more, and dig a little bit deeper into those rich teachings and truths. You know, the Bible, we've, I've emphasized this over and over again, the Bible is the best, most advantageous book that has ever been written on the face of this earth. It is the book that gives mankind greater, more profitable direction, and also offers more hope than anything else that has ever been written. How sad it is that so many people use the Bible, read it, get into it so little, and actually end up knowing so little about what those teachings are. Many people look at the Bible and they think, oh, it's just a book of rules. It's a book of commandments and thou shalt nots. But the Bible is a whole lot more than that. The basic message of the Bible is one of forgiveness, redemption, salvation, eternal life, hope, peace, spiritual well-being, assurance. You see, the Bible is basically a positive book, but so many people have been so focused on the thou shalt nots, which are simply there for our warning and to guide us against a life that is going to lead us to self-destruction, but also to sadness, unhappiness, and serious negative consequences, that they fail to take note of all of the positives that are there. And the Bible is basically positive. Again, the hope that it offers us, the promises, the blessings, the assurances, people need to grasp that, and especially right now. Now, I want to encourage you, share these studies with other people, these programs, encourage them to listen. If they can't work that into their busy daily schedule, and I realize that that's difficult for a lot of people, even though we do broadcast several times a day, five days a week, encourage them to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page to the podcast button. Tell them to click on that. It'll only take them about one minute to sign up for our podcasting. Now, emphasize to them that it is free and it always will be free. It always will be free. We don't charge people to teach them God's word. When they sign up for our podcasting, whatever smart device they choose, maybe their smartphone or a computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever smart device they choose, all of our podcasts will automatically go to that device on a daily basis. They'll receive all of these radio programs every day, five days a week. It'll be automatic. They'll also receive a whole lot more. All of our sermons, all of our Bible studies, and a great daily seven-day-a-week short Bible study that we call today's Bible class really geared to be relevant to our times. And all of that will be free, and it will be automatic. So encourage them to take advantage of the website. 
And we also encourage you to have a pencil or pen and a piece of paper ready. At the end of the program today, we'll give you the information by which you can contact us, as we always do, and you can request that free Bible study that we always offer. And when we say free, we mean free. We'll even take care of the postage. All you have to do is ask. You can jot down that information and then contact us. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD for free. And again, we'll take care of the postage. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. And in just a little while, we'll give you that information by which you can contact us. I want us to consider something that, boy, I I believe is so relevant and so important and really so pressing to our time right now. In Jeremiah chapter 22 and verse 29, we read this simple exhortation. O earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. Not a very long verse, is it? Oh, but my, is it far-reaching in instruction and encouragement and guidance. Earth, earth, earth. Hear the word of the Lord. I want to ask you a question. Do you think in our entire lifetime, I don't know how old you might be listening. I know we have listeners of all ages, basically. I'm probably farther along than many of you, but some of you might be farther along in age than I am. Do you think, whatever your station in life, do you think there has ever been a time in our lifetimes when this particular message was more needed than right now, today? Earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. Do you think there has ever been a time in your lifetime or my lifetime when the world did not need to hear the word of the Lord as much as it needs to hear his word today. Oh, my. I think that this is the most pressing time, the time when it is most needed for people of the world to hear the word of the Lord, to get into God's word and study, listen, contemplate, Pray for guidance and pay heed to what the scriptures teach us, to what they say. My, you know, the devil is skillful. He knows how to work on us in all kinds of different ways. And one of those ways is to simply get us to be complacent about reading the Bible, about getting into the scriptures, studying God's word. You see, the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, study, the King James Version translates, or other translations say, be diligent, but the sense is the same. Be diligent to present yourselves approved unto God, a a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, the word of truth that is being referred to there is none other than God's word, the scriptures, the Bible. And so Paul exhorts all who would read that to be diligent students of God's word, to keep reading, to keep studying, to keep praying for God's guidance and understanding. 
and to make the proper applications to our individual personal lives. We need to be in God's Word. But you see, God's Word leads us to, into godliness, doesn't it? It leads us into faithfulness, not only to our Creator, but also to our Savior, the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so the devil doesn't want us to be in that frame of mind or in that association. He wants us to be away from God. He wants us to live a worldly life. The Apostle John talked about that danger in 1 John chapter 2 and verses 15 through 17. He said, do not love the world or the things in the world, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. See, God offers us, in fact, he, he created us, to be with him for all eternity, to have everlasting life. When he placed that first man and woman in the Garden of Eden, in the very beginning of humankind's existence, going back to Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3, he created them to live forever. He created them sinless. He placed them in a garden wherein was the tree of life. And as long as they continued to eat of the fruit of that particular tree, they would live forever. And as long as they lived by his instructions and guidance, as long as they were faithful to him and obedient, they would be sinless. Now, we know the rest of the story. They disobeyed God. They committed sin. They gave in to the temptations of the devil to turn away from God in rebellion and in disobedience, and they became sinners. And God removed them from that garden, removed them from access to the tree of life. But at the same time, in Genesis 3 and verse 15, he prophesied that one day, at the right time, he would send his son into this world as the Savior, through whom mankind could be forgiven, could be redeemed, could be reconciled to God, that is, brought back into a right relationship with God and be saved and still have eternal life, but this time in heaven with God. God's home itself in heaven. Oh, what a, what a prophecy, what a promise, what an expectation, what a hope. But now we'd have to come to God through Jesus. And that's why God sent him to that cross to die through his death, through the shedding of his blood, we could be cleansed of the guilt of our sins. And as we are baptized into Christ, Acts 2 and verse 38, and Acts 22 and verse 16, the blood that he shed on the cross cleanses us of the guilt of our sins. We are reborn spiritually, John 3, verses 3 through 5. We are transformed and made into a new creation from a spiritual perspective. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We change. We have changed our lives spiritually. And then we can look forward to that heavenly home with God for all of eternity. Eternal life. 
the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6 and verse 23. But you see the devil knows how to lead us away if we will not pay attention, if we will not be diligent. Jesus said in Revelation 2 and verse 10, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. The Christian walk is a daily walk. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And so the Christian life is a life that we live day by day, every day, throughout every day. The devil does not want us to live that life. He wants, us to, he wants to pull us away from that kind of diligence and dedication and consistency. And so how can he do that? Well, one way is to pull us away from reading and studying and learning God's word. Now, you see again, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, be diligent to present yourself approved unto God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to be in God's word to know the ways of God. We need to be in God's word to know the will of God for our personal lives, and we need to be in God's word to grab onto and hold onto that hope that God offers us that is the anchor of our soul, the Hebrews writer talks to us about. So the devil wants to keep us out of God's word. If I understood the findings of a recent Gallup poll, and if I understood it correctly, it was just within the last few years, literally. And if I got the figures correct, it was asking the question as to, do you believe that the Bible is truly God's literal word? God's very word? Now, how many, or what percentage do you suppose said yes? Would you think 90%? 80%, 75%, maybe 60%? Would you hope that at least 50% of the people said, yes, I truly believe that the Bible is God's very word, God's literal word? 40%? 30%? If I caught the figures right, it was only about 25%. 25%. As I said in the beginning, I can't think of a time in my lifetime when the world needed to hear the word of the Lord as much as it needs to hear God's word right now. The world is at a sad state of affairs. Unrighteousness, ungodliness, wickedness, evil, violence has swept around the globe. And it's not just a casual kind of thing here and there, but it's all over the place. We see it all around us. 
anger, hatred, bitterness, and again, violence. I'm reminded of Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5, when God looked down upon mankind in the days of Noah. And the scripture tells us that he saw that every thought and intent of the heart of mankind was only evil continually. Oh my, what a horrible description of the state of mankind in those days. And God determined to destroy mankind from the face of the earth. And had it not been for Noah and his family, God would have done so. But he spared humanity through the godliness and dedication of one family of eight. That's all. Eight precious souls, and that was all that was left. After God brought the flood waters upon the earth and cleansed the world of the sinfulness of mankind, basically by destroying all of the rest of humanity. Now, some people might say, what a horrible thing on God's part. How would that be an act of a loving God? God loves mankind, but he hates sin. And God has warned mankind continually from the very beginning that sinfulness is self-destructive, that sinfulness will lead us into eternal condemnation. The revelation in Revelation 21 and verse 8 talks about the eternal condemnation in hell as being the second death, but not a death that is annihilation, that comes to a finality, but rather, I think we understand a death that is ongoing, that continues throughout eternity. God does not want that for us. He wants us to be able to enter through the gates of pearl, walk the golden streets, and enjoy the eternal life in a place where there is no sickness or pain or sorrow or tears or dying or suffering in heaven itself. But he leaves the choice up to us. He does not make us follow him. He does not make us live righteously. But he warns us against the consequences of unrighteous living. And he tries to help us see the promises of living righteously with him through Jesus Christ. Earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. The world, humanity, needs so desperately to open up God's word and hear the word of the Lord. But it's not just to hear it, but it's to listen to it, to pay attention. We need to hear it to the point of obedience. Obedience. In Matthew chapter 13, we look at verses 13 through 15. Notice the words of our Lord himself. He said, therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, 
and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. Now, if you stopped right there, you might wonder, well, why would God not let them hear or understand? Why would he not let them perceive what they see? But it's not God who keeps them from understanding. It's not God who keeps them from perceiving what they see. The next verse goes on and says, For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. You see, it's the individual who makes up his mind to close his eyes to the teachings of God's word, to close his ears to the messages, to the instructions, to the hope that God offers through his word. It's not God who closes their ears. It's the individual himself who closes his own ears and will not listen. Oh, how sad the state of affairs that truly is. And yet that is exactly what we are seeing and I think is so prevalent within our world today. So much of humanity has closed their ears to not hear the truth of God's word. They don't want to hear about God. They don't want to hear about the Bible. They don't want to hear about godly living. They want to do what they want to do. And to actually stop and listen, well, that would be a, not just a distraction. It would be an annoyance for them. It would be something that, that might prick their conscience, and they don't want to be annoyed or disturbed in that kind of way. They want to be able to do what they want to do, and so oftentimes they know it's not right. They know it's not godly. They know it's sinful, but they want to be able to do it without having their conscience pricked, without having their hearts touched. They want to be able to wallow in sin without feeling sinful. Our time is up. We're going to stop and pray at this time, and we'll continue these thoughts and this study next time. Let's pray together. Father, help us to open our eyes. Help us to open our ears. Help us to open our hearts. Help us to humble ourselves to the teachings of your word so that we can actually look forward to the best life that is available, and that is eternal life with you in heaven. Please guide us. Please, Father, we pray. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Christ's name, amen.